Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome. John Henry Soto here. George Batista, as always, is uh, here with us, uh, hanging out. And uh, we are very excited. We have uh, Charles Andrew Payne is going to be on the show tonight. We're super excited. Uh, we're going to be talking about his latest project. And uh, we're going to talk about comedy. We're going to be talking about uh, where he lives, which is a really cool, interesting thing. Please stay tuned. And we're going to do a lot of uh, conversations about art and, and where we are today. So please hang on tight, and we'll be right back. All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. By the way, thank you last week for everybody uh, checking out that 80s music show, 1983 music, because that actually was a lot of fun, and we uh, got some good response on that. So thank you uh, for all of you that tuned in to that. And today we have Charles Andrew Payne is going to be on the show. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking so much, a wonderful actor, and you've seen him. Yes. Right? <laughs> we were talking about that today. Yes. You've seen, if you've ever watched a television, <laughs> watched movies, <laughs> You've seen him. So exactly. this is going to be very exciting, a great conversation. But first, before we get started, we're going to do some uh, uh, sponsor responsibilities and take it away, George. Thank you, sir. So as always, the Counterpart Show is brought to you by Wellness Resources, a family-owned and operated nutritional supplement company providing the highest quality, clinically formulated supplements since 1985. Find out why wellness resources supplements are the top choice of health conscious individuals around the world. Make sure you go to myvitaminresource.com to check them out. And if you enter the promo code counterparts, you will get free shipping on your order. So just make sure you check them out. Cool. All right. So John, Exciting, exciting. Let's talk a little bit about our guest today. So we have Mr. Charles Andrew Payne on. So Charles is an actor, comedian, writer, and motivational speaker. He started acting at a young age and has appeared in numerous television shows, films, commercials, and theater productions. Some of his acting credits include roles on MacGyver, 21 Jump Street, Stargate SG-1, and The Santa Claus 2. As a comedian, he has toured across Canada and the USA, appearing at comedy clubs, comedy festivals as a featured headliner. He speaks and presents at corporate events, providing talks on various business topics such as perseverance, resiliency, weaving in comedy and storytelling styles. In his latest project, he can be seen, he can be seen playing the role of Pastor Bruce Barnes in the film Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist, which stars and is directed by Kevin Sorbo. The film will be released on January 26th, and we are very, very honored and lucky to have him on this program. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Mr. Charles Andrew Payne. Ooh. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. thank you. Thank you very much. So, man, thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. And, uh, this. Yeah. Wow. Nice intro. <laughs> <laughs> First class here, man. <laughs> yeah, we, we want to take care of our, uh, our, especially, you know, it's important. George and I talk about this a lot and the importance that we 
or the honor that we feel that people take time yeah. out of their schedules to spend it with us, you know, like two Puerto Ricans from the Bronx, you know, we're like, <laughs> we're like, this is like such an honor for us. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. so we want to make sure that we really take good care of our, of our guests. So again, thank you so much for being here. Um, now, one, one of the, the first questions, I know George has some questions set up, but I really wanted to talk about, um, and we're going to talk about this, uh, you know, during uh, the conversation, but, you know, the last couple of years, you know, we've had uh, some challenges, you know, and, and this type of auditioning, this visual thing has kind of gone to a, almost like a different uh, place, you know. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that, but do you remember when you realized that, oh, this is actually different, but I kind of, did you like it or were you a little bit not into that, the, the whole camera thing? <laughs> um, here's the thing. <laughs> Auditioning is what actors do by any means necessary. That's, that's what we get paid for. Performing is the reward for the hard work of auditioning. If you don't like auditioning, you are in the wrong business, right? Now, when it's flipped from in-room to online, a lot of actors went, I don't know if I like this. And I went, um, no, this works for me. Two reasons. I'm in a smaller market. But when we went online, the market opened up for me right <laughs> so yeah, true, true. Yeah. came right at the same time as i i gotten a new new management team and they were you know all of a sudden submitted me for stuff filming everywhere wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i love it, yeah. it, if, if, it if we go back maybe we'll go back to a hybrid situation which is yeah. fine because who doesn't like being in the room and getting feedback right and getting you know direction from the director or the producer and but because the only downside to online is you don't get always get feedback. You record it, you submit it, and then you go to the next one and you record it, you submit it, you go to right. the next like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is something uh, nice about yeah, being in the room as well, but I think what I've noticed also, um, a lot of casting agencies also realize that they can, you know, their overhead can be a little bit, a lot lower where they can, mm -hmm. they can, you know, vet a lot of uh, uh, submissions right from their home and then just gather their 20 solid that they want to see mm -hmm. in person. And then that just kind of brings the cost down. So I think that's happening a lot. I know in New York, uh, that's happening a lot. Um, but yeah, I had a, and, and auditioning is, you're right. It's part of the game. Like I had an acting coach and she just told me, you your job is not to get roles. Your job is to get auditions. Just get mm -hmm. auditions and get a lot of auditions. Wow. That's your job, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and then the rest of it is icing, you know. I tell actors all the time, I tell all the actors all the time, John, acting is, is when you get an audition, that's a calling card. It's like even your business card. That's I have been, I've been booked for roles based on auditions I did months before. Right. Where, wow. you know, my agent calls and says, I have a booking for you. And I'm like, they name the show. And I'm like, I don't remember auditioning for that. No, you didn't. But the director or the producer was in the room or saw your tape two, three months ago. And when this role came up, they said, oh, you know, that guy that auditioned two, three months ago, that's the guy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so it's a calling yeah. card. So you just got to the be thing, there. The other thing, too, is I say, I'll tell, tell actors coming up, when you get an audition, you've passed the first hurdle. Count that as a win. 
because they screened out, you know, how many agents send in all their people to make their suggestions and they pick people to come to audition. That's the first win. It's right. yours to lose now, right? Right, right. So, yeah. and they don't know what, they don't know what they're looking for until I show up. That's my attitude. That's right. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's a great. That's a great way to look at it. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. George, I'll I'll have you. Uh, no, no, no. It's fine. But, but, but yeah, and again, you could you know what you guys were saying about the um about the online stuff. Again, we see it on the music side too, right? A lot of you know yeah. a lot of these people in in you know even on on TikTok and Instagram and all these they they're becoming overnight sensations. Mm -hmm. You're seeing these kids play. I mean. Where Justin Bieber came out of what I think it was YouTube, right? Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it happens all the time, but it's it's just an amazing thing. Um, and what I, I wanted to mention for you, to you, um, Charles, was that I didn't know, it was, and John and I were talking about this, you know, before you came on, that um you you were on a on an episode of MacGyver that <laughs> I had watched a million times. One of my you played, favorite. Yeah, you played the kid, and I and and I was like, holy cow, I didn't know he he was that kid in there that, you know, and I know QB yeah. Gooden Jr. was in there as well. And I was like shocked that I, I yeah, yeah. didn't realize you were on that. He was but really cool. You're right, right, exactly. Breeze. Yeah. I actually even saw it because they they still play it on, on some of the channels. And I think I saw it yeah. not too long ago. But yeah. um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is because, I mean, obviously, I know you started modeling when you were young. And I think that's how you kind of got started in the business itself. Did you, um, getting into acting, did you actually work with any coaches? Was there formal training? Yes. Oh, no. I'm, I'm always in training. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. He, yeah. even, even yeah. Tiger Woods has a coach. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Right. Acting is, is, is a skill that you have to, you have to, hone and craft and train so right. whenever there's downtime in between gigs well what i do go back to reading go back to studying go back to prepping for the next audition so nice. I, you know, nice. I'll take a, i'll take a scene study class or you know an okay. audition prep class or always and yeah yeah always been that way did you do you find it that that's that attitude it's sort of being lost today because it you know we're in this like instant gratification thing where you know instagram and you yep. know everything is fast and you know and a lot of actors i think um i don't know if they they put that work in like george and i are musicians i mean i remember we you know we played 13 14 15 hours a day yeah you know, and it was like we just blinked it, you know it went by right. like this and you know in order to do that and auditioning as well you know and, and studying and having your 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 classes that you go to um what do you think about the way it's today with the, with some younger like if you, you know I know you mentor and you also mm -hmm. do motivational uh, you know speaking do you do you get that like I want to yeah I've been at this for like six months man I don't know what's going on <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I, I've had I've had this conversation not so much about acting but on the comedy side of, of life where uh, you see a, co a comic who's just starting out and all of a sudden they are recording their their first album and you're like what you haven't you barely barely got 30 minutes of material and yeah. you're cutting an album I mean good for you if you can get it to work I I, right. I respect that and go but I think you got to pay your dues yeah hone yes. your craft you got to put yeah. in your time yeah. and it's the same with acting you know i i i'm different when it comes to acting i consider myself a journeyman actor mm -hmm. i have no i i say that 
you know, and, and, and I mean, no disrespect to other actors who may go down this path. Fame should be a byproduct of the work that I do. It's not the right. be all end all of what I right. do. Right. I, exactly. You know, I will show, I say this often, I will show up and say five lines. I'll show up and say 50 lines. I just want to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I just want to tell stories. Right. And, you know, and being a, a Canadian based actor, I joke and say all the time, I show up on a movie set and everybody's like, you've got this big grin on your face. Why are you so happy? I'm a, I'm a Canadian actor on a movie set. I am happier than you could possibly imagine. I'm doing what I love and that's all I want to do because you know what? When they say rap, I'm unemployed again. Let's be real. Right? <laughs> right? right. You know, everybody applauds at the end of the show and they say, that's yeah. a show rap for Charles Andrew Payne. And everybody's applauding. I'm like, well... Yeah. Back to the unemployment line. Got to go. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> fortunate to have more than one book. Yeah, you know it, that's what it is. It's interesting. It's interesting because you, you, I, you could see like you have this appreciation for the fact that you are in a very small community of people on the planet that can actually have steady work in something that you really, really love as far as acting. It's like, I always said to myself, God, if I, if I could be a studio musician for the rest of my life and get called every week to do this album and that album and this album, I, that's it. I would be, I, yeah. you know, I, I'd it'd be so happy, you know, that type of thing, just to be a regular working musician or working artist. So, but it gives you that appreciation that you have that I'm actually a regular working actor and people actually call yeah. me to do these things. That's a great yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a, you know, but you pay your dues. And the other thing yeah. too is it's called show business. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the business part of that. I wrote, yeah. I sat down and wrote out a business plan. Wow. Right. Where all the way, where, are, what are all the avenues that myself as a performer can generate revenue to feed myself? Right. right. So, you know, I, I can do voiceover work. I can do corporate video work. I can do film and television. I can do stage work. I, and am I have I checked all those boxes? Have I right. introduced myself to all of those people? And all right. I want to do is work. So another thing, too, is open yourself to possibilities and say yes. yes. Yeah. Right. When someone calls me and they say, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And also treated like that, like a business too. You know, I think a lot of, uh, you know, that gets kind of lost. You know, it is show business and you got to show your business and you have to get out there. And one of the uh, the things that I talk about sometimes was, um, you know, Dustin Hoffman about loving the craft so much. Right. And he was talking about how he would be doing it today if, if he hadn't got that break in in 68 you know what i mean he would have still been doing he would have been doing somewhere he was not going to stop because of the love of storytelling you know and and that really has to come first and what i find is when i when we're looking online and so you know i, I also i do a lot of uh, work in in uh, in social media i'm a filmmaker as well when you're talking to younger they're really relying on the technology you know, mm -hmm. they're relying on the technology to right. get them. They're relying on the management company to get there. They're relying on the agent or, their, the, you know, the industry to get mm -hmm. them there. And I'm like, no, no, no. You have the goods. You know, yeah. you have to show that, you know. Uh, and, you know, that's something that, I, that I'm very passionate about to try to convey to younger artists in all, in all mediums, you know, mm -hmm. because it's something you got to, you're right. You got to put your dues in, Yes. you know. Yeah. And, 
and it's it's really you know George mentioned the TikTok right. <laughs> Some of these uh, TikTok artists and they'll put out a song and next thing you know they're they're got a million followers mm -hmm. and they but put them on a stage and see if they're going to be able to go on tour. Right. Yes. And what about longevity? Right. Yes, exactly. Do you want to yeah. be a flash in the pan one hit wonder or do you want to have right. a career right. that spans decades if you're lucky, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to, yeah, George and I talk about an article written by a Ted, uh, um, what's his name, Goya? Ted Goya. Yeah. Goya. So mm -hmm. he wrote this article about how 70% of all the music that's streaming is old music from past 30 years ago, meaning yeah. that the stuff that we're all listening to is the classic stuff that's been, that they worked on it, that they sweated, and the stuff mm -hmm. that just fades away that's not, that has no longevity, it's that it's the stuff that you see coming out of TikTok and these don't don't bat don't don't bat you know right, whatever. Right. <laughs> um, right. So yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. And more power to them, I say. If you know if that works for you, but think you know a good for you. It's an avenue in, but think about yeah. where you want to be ten years from now, right? Fifteen right. years from now, or twenty years from now, right? right? Yeah, if they could incorporate both. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, those things. My, 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 my social media, my social media uh, advisor, my 15 year old son tells me all the time that I don't do that part. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, man. I know what you mean. <laughs> like, you can't be on Facebook. Grandpa's on Facebook. You need to be on TikTok. You need to be yeah. on Instagram. I'm like, who's got that kind of time? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I know, I know. I, I actually, I'm, I'm a social media manager for some yeah. companies, and I've so I did that for a while. So that was part of the the hardest part was trying to get people to understand that part of it. And I think artists are more, you know, I think they show a lot about what they're doing. And actually, I would like to get your your views on this about social media, you know, and how it's completely kind of changed things. But they're they're showing their their daily life a lot of times mm. they're showing their their lattes and their meals and their dogs and cats and stuff and it seems like the focus of what they're doing their art their work and sometimes it's just very few very few you know and, and i'm thinking to myself if you have this tool you know it you can use right. it and it's free you know for the most right. part i mean you know um why not take more advantage of it you know is that something that you that you um think that you think about? I do. I you know, and I know a couple of, of performers that do it really, really well, and I admire them for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would like to do it better, but <laughs> I'm always I'm always you know, if I'm being honest, social media terrifies me. Mm -hmm. I'm on it. I'm on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I'm on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I, I, I right. do have a TikTok account, but I, I think I've like posted two things on it only because I was poked by my friend to do it. I'm on Twitter, <laughs> but Twitter is kind of strange. Yeah, yeah. And I don't I don't post very often, but sometimes I'll post like comedy material, but I'm not mm -hmm. posting pictures of my meals and what have you. I, right. You know, and I, I would like to be able to do it better because let's, let's be real. It's the world we live in. Yeah. So you need to participate in somehow like i said that hence why i said to my son i will pay you to look after that for me smart yeah it's smart because he's he's got his finger on the pulse he knows you know yeah. so he's 
right? He's the one who said to me, Dad, you know, you're, yeah, I know you want to keep, you know, you're kind of introverted and you want to keep to yourself, but you're kind of a public figure. So let's at least create an Instagram account for you. Right. right? And <laughs> yeah. you promote, so I, but I, 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 I'm of the old school of when I have something to promote. I will go out into the public and promote it. Like I have the film right, coming out, right. you know, this Thursday. Yeah. Okay, then yeah. I, I will post on social media about that. I'll do interviews and what have you. And then when I have nothing to promote, you won't hear from me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, and it's true. I, I kind of I kind of understand that because I'm introverted by nature. Even for me to do this show, and John will tell you, I mean, we grew up together, so he knows what's in my brain. And for me to just even do this was a big deal for me because I was very like be on camera, do, you know, do anything. No, I can't do this. You know, that's why I was the drummer. I was always in the back. <laughs> People didn't see me, you know? <laughs> so, but it's, it's, it's just funny how, but again, I look at social media as a tool, you mm -hmm. know, as like for this show, we're using this and the platforms that we use. This is a tool to get your message out, to get our message out, to get this conversation yeah. out. And when I think of it in those terms, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I you know, it kind of takes a little bit of the fright away right. in my brain anyway, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm always thinking, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shy, but I always think there's got to be purpose behind what I do. Yes. Right. right. That's yeah. That's po exactly posting what I was for the, Yeah, posting for the sake of posting. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and sometimes I I do I do run it by my 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 filters, my my wife and my my sons, and I say I had this idea because I you know, I, but should I post this? Is this okay? Is this gonna <laughs> upset anybody? <laughs> These days, you never yeah. know. You know? <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I mean. Social media, as I, yeah. I think it's a fantastic tool, yep. and I yeah. love what it's done for a lot of people to boost their profile, but everybody has an opinion. Yeah. Everybody is argumentative. Sometimes I just, I, I will post something, but it's not, you don't have to disagree with it or agree with it. You can look at it, and if you don't like it, don't don't like it. Right. Exactly, but exactly. Yeah. We don't need to fight about it. <laughs> right, right, right. No, you're right. Yeah, that's not the world we live in, unfortunately. I dove in to social media because I'm kind of a clown and I kind of like, I do a lot of things. So I, I will be that guy that'll just be, think of something silly in my car and just be like, and just do it, you know, uh, because, but I, but I, I, the purpose is to, to lift someone. You know, whether it's with humor, whether it's with a message, whether with it's something that I'm going through that I think could help someone else. For me, this plat these platforms are always that. I, I want to make someone laugh. I want to make them think. I want to make them, even if they get a little upset, but they're thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. a, another viewpoint, a different, you know, idea. Then for me, it's like I did my job. And yeah, I do get a lot of, uh, you know, that that hate and that hit. You know, I got... Last week, I got hit really hard for some reason, and I did a little post on it. But instead of, like, taking it, I went on, and I did, like, a, a, and I talked about it. And why do I, how, how do I handle haters? I don't respond at all. Like, right. not yeah. one thing. They sit there and without anything, you know, and it doesn't matter what they say. So, for me, it's like, because they're not the reason I'm doing it. Yep. If, I, if I make a comment... Well, then I lost. I'm giving them a, a platform. Right. 
Right. You know, sometimes I, I like to say I'm, I'm a social media creeper. I like to scroll through and look at stuff, but I don't engage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That'll be in the dictionary somewhere or in a <laughs> medical book. Really? <laughs> <laughs> media creeper. Social <laughs> media creeper. I just love <laughs> Um, so talk, talk a little bit about, um, the, the comedy. How did, how did that start for you? And, and who do you like in comedy? All right. So let me give you my comedy story because it's kind of silly. I love comedy. Like, you know, um, Def Comedy Jam, Eddie Murphy, mm, Dave yeah. Chappelle, um, my, oh, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac was my boy. Oh, Bernie yeah. Mac yes. was my kind of comic because Bernie Mac said what you were thinking and he'd say, uh, I know you're thinking right. it. <laughs> right? I love Bernie. Yeah. And I like to, when I do comedy, I like to say that I, I like to educate while I entertain. I'm not a joke teller, I'm a storyteller. Mm, right? And sometimes mm. I tell stories and they laugh and I go, oh, they didn't laugh there last time, but they laughed here. That's interesting. And next right. night, or sometimes same same show, two, two different shows in the same night, the same venue, and people laugh in different places. I love that. It's the connection with the people. But yeah. to answer your question, how I got started, I used to go to open mic nights all the time. There was one comedy club. Wednesday night was open mic night. My buddies and I would go have a few beers and chicken wings and what have you and watch the comedy show. Doing that for a few months. One night we're there, and my buddies are killing themselves laughing. And I'm like, they're not telling me, but they're whispering to each other. And I don't know what's going on. And then the MC, so the show starts, he brings up two or three comics and he goes, oh, you know, coming to the stage next. I don't know much about him, but my, his friends tell me he's very, very funny. Put your hands together for Charles Andrew Pitt. And I went, what? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and my buddies are just laughing. And I'm like, what? what? And they're like, no, we signed you up. You know you want to do this. Go go so i'm like what do i talk about tell that story you told us on the way here so i went on stage and i told a couple stories and people laughed and i've been wow. acting for a while and i've done theater and everything there is no high like that feedback that you get from an audience when you're doing comedy wow there is there is nothing nothing that comes even close to it Comedy is one of the things I would gladly do for free. <laughs> wow. It's 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 yeah. so much when you connect with and you tell a story and people relate to it. And uh, if you indulge me, I'll tell you a quick story why I do sure. comedy. This, yeah, happened, sure. this happened just before COVID. And where I live in Calgary in Alberta, there's you know in Calgary there's like three comedy clubs, but there's a lot of pop up comedy nights so they're not mm -hmm. open mic nights per se like they'll have they'll have a few amateurs and maybe a, a pro mc in the middle and a, and a headline and there was a comp there was a, it was the jazz bar and they had once a month they do a show there thursday nights and i was asked to come in and and um, headline the show i think it was the four time out and so i go and i did like a 45 minute set and afterwards i went out on the back there was a back patio and there was an older gentleman there probably in his late 70s or 80s he came he comes up to me and he says just wanted you to know i hate that they do comedy here this is my watering hole this is where i come to have a few drinks with my friends see them and you guys do comedy here and i'm like well i'm sorry if he goes no 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 hear me out but you started talking and telling your stories and i told my friends to shut up and he goes i was laughing and i was crying can I hug you? He goes, because you brought back memories for me 
Wow. Because I, I talk about being an I talk about being an immigrant because I I grew mm. up in a third world country and then I moved mm. to Canada and I talk about that and how you know the transition for me and how hard that was and I I make it funny because there was you know there's third world living and then there's right. first world living right and he says I'm an immigrant too and that brought back so much so many memories and he was crying he's having and I'm like wow I'm gonna hang on to this memory because wow, this is wow. why I do what I do <laughs> yeah amazing. Yeah. That's, when you touch people, that's what, yes. that's why. That's, yes. Right. Comedy. So I'm very I'm, proud I'm, of that moment. That's awesome. Wow. I mean, I'm a huge comedy fan, also, and we, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, I watch. Uh, I don't know, if you know, Nate Bragasi. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I watch his. You know, I listen to his podcast uh, every week, and he's got some guys there that just, and just like Brian Regan, and of course Eddie Murphy, and all those guys. I mean, they were just. I mean, Eddie Murphy was such part of our of my youth. Yeah, uh, I mean, Delirious was like, who didn't walk around just word for word? Right, right, exactly. Like, Yo, mom, I'm wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, we, I grew up in the Bronx, so that you know, it was like totally relatable. You know? Right, exactly, um, and just hey, so so funny. When I started doing comedy, because I I grew up in Canada. And I grew up watching Def Comedy Jam and Eddie Murphy and those kinds of guys. I, I, my comedy was kind of more mimicking. And I'm gonna give a shout out mm. to a comic mm. that that I love, Daryl Lennox. He's from Florida. He's one of the most underrated comics I know. But Daryl Lennox came up to Vancouver when I was in Vancouver. That's where I started doing comedy. And Daryl Lennox what said to me one night after a show, he says, he says, Charles, you're funny, but I don't believe you. And I said, what do you oh. mean? He goes, because when I talk to you one-on-one -on -one and you tell me your stories about you, that's funny. And then you go on stage and you tell jokes. He goes, that's not you. I want you to go on stage and tell your story. Wow. Right? Mm. And I was mm. like, oh, okay. So I started doing that. And he says, yeah. He goes, here's the secret to comedy. Always tell the truth. Just lie while you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. That, that's a t-shirt or a bumper sticker. That's so. it. Yeah, that's you know, it. But it's about it's about telling your truth. So after he yeah. gave me that talk, I stopped I stopped writing jokes and started, you know, I would always start with the premise, tell yourself the truth about yourself. So all my jokes are very, very much immersed in truth, stuff that's happened in my life. And it's our job as storytellers and as performers. We see the world different. So it's kind of like, right. hey, did you all see this? Or did you think about it this way? Or this weird thing happened? <laughs> right, 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 right. That, right. That's 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 the for me. That's the you know when I see when I my highest compliment I could give to a, another comedian is when I see you perform and I go, man, I got to go write new material. That was I wish I had a thought of that. That's right. wow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, isn't that really the responsibility of an artist? Really, you know, is to because in every art you have to have your truth. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're you know. If you're up there and you're, you love the blues, but you think, ah, I don't want to play the blues because I'm not, but you go up there and you do heavy metal, what well, people are going to see right through that. Yes. Just do yeah. your, do yeah. what you love and do what's really true to you. And that's always, and that, that may sound cliche and when a million people say it, but no, they say it because it's, it's true. It's the kernel of the absolute truth. Yeah. Every, because comedy, acting, you know, I'm a writer, 
motivation. It's all got to be based in what you know, because mm -hmm. I can tell if you're not if you're not telling the truth, if you're not if you don't believe in what you're saying and right. you're doing, I can read it. I know. I'm like, eh, that was okay, but I didn't feel like I got to know. You know, right. I didn't. I didn't have. And it's about a human connection. Yes. Right. Yes. I, exactly. I, I like to say, who who are we if not the story we tell ourselves about ourselves? Mm, art is yes. art is so important. Can you imagine our what our world would be like without artists? <laughs> you know, John, John <laughs> this is John and I have talked about this at length, that exact yeah. concept. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think, well, first of all, I honestly, this may be ridiculous to say, but I don't think that the planet would be here if there was no art, no artists. Well, what would be the purpose? And first of all, I mean, you, you know, if you believe in God, which I do, mm -hmm. look around you. I'm in Tennessee. Tennessee is gorgeous. I mean, I was driving just from the supermarket and you see the mountains and you see this beautiful sunset i'm like well there's art right there who, yes. who created you know who's the biggest artist in the universe exactly right? so i'm like that's the art right there you know what i mean yeah. and if we and if we didn't have that what would we have here you know we're gonna have like a borg from star trek just the cube <laughs> right. you know, just a, a, a cube that just walks around and we just walk around all day just staring at each other um you know you know, you know what i'm in awe of john when I read a book or I watch a movie or I see a piece of art, I'm always remind myself that that came out of somebody's imagination. Mm -hmm. You know, even like the sci-fi movies That's or right. the script, like somebody sat down yep. and put that out, right? So why won't I take a minute to admire it? And I'm always, you know, take a minute to go, I am so grateful that I live in this time to experience this beauty or, you know, like even yeah. like, the, the Marvel movies and stuff, being a being a nerd that I am, I'm yeah. so grateful now that we, we live in a time that we have the technology to actually do those films properly. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, and everything looks amazing, and the sci-fi yeah. and the the, 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 uh, the, uh, the CGI is like the mm -hmm. most incredible thing. Yeah, I mean, I have, like I said, I have a six-year-old son, and my daughter is 11, and we watch those things, and I'm into it. I'm a mm -hmm. kid when I'm watching you know, those things, but you're right. And, you know, I'm also kind of cheesy. I'll be out, you know, with friends, even when I was younger and in New York city, I'm from New York. And if I was in Manhattan and, and you see these old, beautiful buildings, I'll be like, man, look at this beautiful architecture. You know, my boys were like, all right, John, mm -hmm. you know, let's go. You know, we got, we're going to go eat. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, look at this gorgeous, because I do appreciate that someone a hundred years ago <laughs> designed that building Right. And wanted people to admire it. You know, now we make blocks, right? The, some of the buildings and, are blocks, you know, but this beautiful architecture and you look in Manhattan, you look up and you're like, oh my God, this is, this is really wow. beautiful, you know? We talked yeah. about longevity, right? Yeah. You know, right. and yeah. I always say to my kids, everything you see around you, even the phone that's never, that's permanently glued to your hand, do you know that there was a design team? That's right. There's somebody who drew that. Somebody had the concept and came up with the idea. And you're appreciating it without really appreciating that the work that went into creating that, right? right. The work, you know, you're on, you're watching all your YouTube and your TikToks and stuff, but somebody had to come up with that idea. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Where I mean, would we be? <laughs> yeah. Without right. imagination. We're it, surrounded it, by art every second. 
exactly even in even in the music space and we john and i have talked about it as well like music changed my life as a kid and you know it you know the the creation of music and these bands that i that i got into when i was a kid holy cow and to this day you know and I, i've passed that appreciation of that to my daughter who now loves music yeah. and mm -hmm. we'll we'll be in the car listening to this song and i'm like listen to this just listen to this song listen yeah. to how beautiful the melodies and you, know, you think and i have such an as i've gotten older i've got such an appreciation for the creativity and what it does to me on a spiritual level and you're like, wow, you know, it completely yeah. changes your your whole spiritual, idea. That's why. Yeah, exactly. It's, it is a spiritual it's, thing. There's yes. 100% spiritual. Yeah, Music, so. musicians, I have great admiration for you guys. Um, I mean, I, I played a few instruments. I dabbled, but you're speaking a whole different language. And music yeah. is mathematics. And mathematics is a universal language of the world, right? It's that's the right. universe speaks in mathematics. So, I mean, trying to impart that to these kids coming up, they don't always necessarily get it and the ones that do you can tell but again why yeah. as human beings do we are drawn to art and mm -hmm. to you know those things like music and and paintings and story you know ever since we could sit around a campfire we stole we told stories yeah right that's so, why i'm an actor it's right. to tell stories yeah i'm go. a storyteller right <laughs> i mean one one of the oldest instruments ever uh, guitars ever found was like in, in egypt and it was like a guitar and it was like a little tiny guitar they found it's got this wood thing and it's got these like the strings aren't there anymore but you can tell what, what the purpose of it was right right so if you can imagine how long this has been going on and even longer yeah. than that you know yeah yeah um so yeah it's music is something that for george and i uh you know and, and for everyone it's just a, a such a powerful thing and art in general is around us Mm -hmm. all the time whether we know it or this shirt this really nice shirt that i'm wearing was designed by someone i don't know who got it right. yeah. somebody had somebody had to think about it and say it's gonna yeah. be this color and it's gonna have these stripes you know this hat every once in a while john you see you see you see an article of clothing and i think okay well two crimes were committed there first of all somebody <laughs> decided that they wanted to make that and second somebody decided to buy it and wear it <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know what's going on in fashion. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for create, but I've seen some things walk down the runway. I think I saw someone with a desk on his head. Yeah. <laughs> with a desk and holding like a chair, and that was his outfit. Uh, yeah, but, you know, again, someone had to think of it. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, I, actually, I want to uh, – I'm sorry. You going to say something? I said, I said that, that falls under the, the, the caveat for most things. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Um, I want to kind of transition a little bit because we want to talk about Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist, uh, which is going to be released in, uh, I think, in on Thursday, two January 26th. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. days. Mm -hmm. Two days from now. Yeah. Two That's days. exciting. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved in the project and uh, working with uh, with Kevin Sorbo and and that great cast that you have in there. Uh, I know mm -hmm. Corbin Burnson is in there. And, yeah. Corbin Burnson, Neil McDonough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, I've worked with Kevin. This would be my third project with him. Hopefully there'll be more knock on wood. Nice. Um, nice. Um, yeah, Kevin and I worked together a number of years ago when he was on Andromeda. I did a guest wow. star on there, played a space bounty hunter, Dan Luck. And then he came um, to Calgary 
And it was so funny because I reminded him when I walked on set because he came to Calgary to do another film that I did with him called Miracle in East Texas, which is a period piece that takes place in the 1930s. And again, coincidentally, I played a reverend in that one. I played Reverend Reese in oh, that one. And then, oh, nice. Yeah, and left behind, I play a pastor. Right, so I'm like, right. Kevin, Kevin is typecasting me, but that's right, not right. Right. <laughs> 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 and yeah, so left behind, um, I don't know how much you know about the background of this. I, I, first of all, let me say, I read the script when they sent it to me and the role of pastor Bruce Barnes resonated with me. Mm. Again, I'm a storyteller mm. and the story here it's for those, you know, it's, it's, it's a faith-based film about mm. the rapture right. and you know, how, how shocking would it be to be the pastor of a church? And a lot of your congregants have, have been taken in the rapture, but you're left behind. You're still here. Mm. And he has to confront, and his arc is lovely to me. It's it resonated to me. It wasn't even that it was a faith-based film. It's the human condition that I, right. I started thinking, you know, what would happen if I woke up in the morning and my wife and my kids were no longer here? How would I feel? Right? Take the wow. religion out of it. How would I yeah. feel as a human being? Sure. And then and then and then you layer back in the religion piece in that he was a foot in the door foot outside the door he 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 talked the talk but he didn't walk the walk he didn't necessarily believe what he was preaching he'd lost his faith and then the rapture happens mm. and he has to confront the fact that maybe this is all real you know i preached okay. about it sure and then it happened right and now what do i do right and then it's it's about redemption and hope. It's about finding his way back and finding purpose to help the people who were left behind. That's how I saw that story. Yeah. And so, wow. And every once in a while, you get you get you get an opportunity to audition for something. Because even though I knew Kevin and what have you, the the casting director in town had sent it out to my agent who sent it to me, and I read it and I said, so "I'm going to put it on tape." But I was like, "This story feels so real to me." Huh in that mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. human condition pieces yeah. that, you know, when sometimes you, you come across something and you go, I get this guy. I understand right. yeah. him from the human connection piece, which is very important to me. Right. It doesn't matter what the vehicle is. It's that mm -hmm. does this story, even if you weren't a Christian and you didn't believe, could you watch this film and identify with the struggles? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important to me. I could identify with the struggle. I could identify with where he was going and the pain he felt and then the redemption that he felt and helping people. So I was like, yes. And then of course, so, so yeah. um, coincidentally, I, so I put it on tape and I sent it in and everything. And then the cast director told me, he says, um, you were the first person cast. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, you know, outside, outside of Kevin and right. He says, um, they said, nope. That's past. That's Pastor Bruce. Wow! So, <laughs> that. Wow! That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and it's it's uh, the story. I saw the trailer uh, a few mm -hmm. times, and the story is really sort of ripped off, ripped, ripped out of today's consciousness that's happening right now. Yes. There's a lot mm -hmm. of reality in you know. Uh, I'll say reality, but others may say there's a lot. The conversation is happening right now. This right. is yes. not, you know, this mm -hmm. is a, uh, this could be a documentary is what I'm trying to say. Right. 
I'm, I'm, I'm glad you say that because people have asked me this, right? You know, well, you know, are you religious? Do you need to be religious to what? I said, no. When you watch this movie, right? They're talking about a one world currency. They're talking about, mm. um, you know, the divisiveness that's happening in our world yes. today that we all experience. If I took the religion yeah. out, it's still a story. Like you said, it could be a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. The tagline for this movie is it says, you know, a true story that hasn't happened yet. Right. And I'm, right. I almost want to say, no, it's a true story. It's happening right now. Take out the rapture piece of it. We just came through a pandemic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. right. And I was saying, I was saying to my wife, I said, you know, I don't think most people realize the depth of this. They take away the divisiveness and what have you. Millions of people still died. Right? Yeah. We survived. Right. We are still here. And I've seen whether, you know, you think, oh, the pandemic was a hoax, blah, blah. I don't care. I've witnessed it personally, how it mm -hmm. affected me. How it right. affected my family, how it affected mm -hmm. my so when I when this movie you kind of look at you go, even if I filter out the religious piece of it, a lot of this stuff resonates. Yeah. yeah a lot absolutely. of this stuff you go, you know, take any any event in our modern world now, and we are all graduates of this the the university of Facebook. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everybody has an opinion and everybody's an expert and everybody is gonna, you know, it's instead of being a world where you can have an opinion and you can have an opinion and I can listen to your opinion and we can mm -hmm. have an intellectual discussion on it. And I may not hundred percent agree, mm -hmm. but maybe we can agree to disagree and we can still be friends. That doesn't exactly. happen anymore. You're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. know. I, I, I raise my children this way. I tell my boys all the time, as you go out in the world, open yourself to the possibility that everything you think you know might be wrong. Mm -hmm. That way you're open to learning and listening and hearing different opinions. And then you can make an informed decision based on what you're hearing. Question everything. But don't hold too tightly to what you believe because history has told us there's a lot of stuff if you look back in history that we oh, man. believed people died for. <laughs> right. And now we look back and go, what the what were they thinking? How did right. they not see how ignorant that was? Can right. you imagine a hundred years from now, people looking back at oh, how we're living mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. I ask myself this all the time. What are they gonna say about the, the opinions and the values that we are holding so tight to now that they might look back and go, couldn't they see how ignorant that was? How did they not see that? So Open yourself to the possibility that yeah you might be wrong, <laughs> right? right. So. And if you have that, uh, and that's a wonderful way of raising your, your children, and that's something that I that I talk about as well with my kids. Me too. Really, be yeah, just be <clears throat> be open to first of all listen, you know, because I, it it just seems like everyone is they're not listening to listen, they're listening to respond. Yeah. You know, because they they disagreed with the first three words out of your mouth that they're already on whatever narrative or whatever they've actually whatever, um, you know, words have been pinned together that everyone is seems to be using. Right. Um, mm -hmm. They just they're ready to actually spit that out, you know, and so they're not listening. So I always tell my kids, just listen, you yes. know, listen, because, yeah, you're right. You we we don't know everything. And. Mm -hmm. You know, in you know, six seven hundred years ago, the world was different. People thought every you know the world was flat. 
you know, um, some people still think the world is flat, but that's another conversation. <laughs> that's, that's another day. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of confusion going on, you know, back then. And people were saying that it was true. You know, how did you cure somebody? You, bloodletting was an actual thing. People would just yeah. bleed to death because bloodletting, you know, it's like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now we know that bloodletting is really not good. Um, yeah. So always. So, yeah. <laughs> and and I, yeah. I take all of that into this role in this telling of this story because, you know, some people say, oh, well, you know, Charles, you know, you're, are you religious? Well, yes and no. But is it relevant to today? Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Can right. you take something? And here's another way to look at it. Here's a different point of view. That's kind of how you tell a story, right? Hey, it's imagine if. And people fight over silly things about, you know, about movies and stuff. And I'm like, um, you know, you're fighting about an imaginary character in an imaginary world that has no real, <laughs> but you're going you're, you're, you're gonna to fight right. about it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, let's right. talk about Star Wars next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's interesting because you, you said something there when you, when you mentioned about um, what if I was left behind and my family was gone, right? And movies yeah. that make you think i love movies that make that make me think and it, and I, i'm i don't know if i'm a little weird on this but there are a lot of times where i'll see movies like this and i'll think to myself if that was real i wonder how i handled it right what did i do do it was am i still alive did, did i you know and i i realize like when i walk away from that movie that stays in my head and then i know you know what that movie did a good job because they actually right. told a great story, made me think and made me wonder what I could do and maybe things that I should prepare for down the line that, you know, later on. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I want people to walk away from this movie. And just like you said, George, this is why when I go to a film, to me, it's a really good film. If I want to afterwards, I want to go with whoever I went to the movie with, grab a cup of coffee or drink and discuss. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right exactly. to me oh that's all oh, that that if my brain is going a mile a minute and i'm i, I, I want to talk about this and yeah is that possible is that not possible right i want people to go away from this and even if you're not religious you don't believe in the in the rapture or what have you but you go away and think about how relevant is some of those themes yeah. today mm -hmm. exactly. what happened with cryptocurrency and a one world right. currency the divisiveness mm -hmm. that happened and the other thing that I, I always talk about either, you know, let's take all of that other, what happens in this film is the rapture happens and the thin veneer that we call civility is ripped away. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. We yeah. saw that during the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. You're right. The yeah. thin veneer of civility got ripped away and you saw the true blue colors of human beings. And I go, wow, when did we stop? Because I, I leave my house and enter the world with two premises. First, seek to do no harm. And mm -hmm. second, start with kindness. Right. And where did those things get taken away from? You don't have to be religious for that. That's just civility. That's just yeah. being a human being That's sharing human. space yeah. with other human beings. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it should be just human nature. And it's, it is innate in everyone, you know, but hate mm -hmm. is taught. Right. You know, mm -hmm. we're not born with hate. You know, nope. hate is taught and, and the media and, uh, I mean, again, we don't want to go all into that, mm -hmm. but the media has a very, very purpose agenda 
Um, and it really is something that is frightening. I don't, we don't watch any news in this house. I don't, uh, we don't even have a TV, you know, we, we stream movies and we'll, you know, but, but it's, mm -hmm. because it's such a, it blackens your heart when you see something and people mm -hmm. think, well, you want to know what's happening in the world. That's not what's happening in the world. Right. You know, exactly. That's not what's happening in the world. That's what yeah. they're showing you that's happening in the world. And this film had took a lot from the headlines. Mm -hmm. It didn't do, you know, right. It was like a lot of it was from the headlines. So you can take the religion out of this and watch yeah. this as like a holy cow movie. And like, yes, what would I do in a situation like that? Like what George was saying, you know, yeah. Manufactured news. Unfortunately, you know, someone someone else gave us this phrase, and yes, fake news. But you right, know, right, right, right. News, news. I I don't know. Maybe I'm old enough to recall a time when you watched the news to be informed. Yeah, and now mm -hmm. you watch I remember the news to be entertained, and right. yeah, and, yeah, and and people could tell wh whether you're a liberal or a conservative, but depending on which station you get your news from. Right, that's right. not how it used to be. I'm old enough to remember I was young enough, but you know, I miss Walter Cronkite. Yes, <laughs> right? Yes, right. Absolutely. Right. I mean, it, it's gotten so bad where you'll hear, and this was something that I heard, this was maybe about 10 years ago. And I remember watching the news at, at somewhere, I was at a, a somewhere standing online and it was a, at the post office and they had the news on. And this lady, mm -hmm. I swear, this is what she said. She was talking about a fire and she says, uh, she goes, there were no survivors. And now here's Gene with the weather. Well, so we got some rain coming. I am not kidding you that there were, it was me standing online and there was another lady behind me that was like, she was like, oh my God. She just said, oh my God, I can't believe they just went like that from that, from to just to the weather. And I was like, wow, this is how cold it's become and what a show it is. Yeah. And that's what worries me the most. That's why, right. you know, I say, I, I approach, every project that I'm invited to be part of when I'm deconstructing the character is where do I see myself in it? Mm -hmm. And I saw myself a lot in Pastor Barnes. What, how is this relevant? And where's the humanity? Where's the human connection? Yes, like yes. If take every strip, everything else away. Is there a method, a means in there to get a message for me? The message is about, let us not lose our civility. Right. Let us, respect and we share space with all these people and by virtue of me sharing space with you you get a level of you get a level right there of respect we start right. from there it's right. yours to lose we can go up or down right but that's where i start from we share space and we're only here for a little while right mm -hmm. and what if the rapture did come yeah. and you're left behind like seriously i mean there's just so much netflix you can watch <laughs> yes. Yeah. And again, you know, at the end of the day, you still have to connect with human beings. We're wired to be social animals. We're we wired to yes. connect. I mean, if one thing that, that COVID taught me is how much, because I'm an introvert. So, you know, everything shut down. Everybody worked from home, stayed home, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nothing's different for me. I'm, this is good. But after a while, you kind of go, you know, yeah. now that you've taken it away from me, I want to go and hug somebody. I want to shake hands when I see my name. I'd like to actually see your smile. I used to joke to my wife. I said, I'm putting my mask on and I'm standing in front of the mirror. She goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to practice smiling with my eyes. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny, funny enough, that is something. I remember uh, going to an event uh, during uh, COVID and having a mask and everyone else did. And you can see 
kind of like it coming through mm. a little bit, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't want to get used to that. Trust me. I mean, I didn't that, that was not the way, you know, but at least you can get some type of that what you talked about about that humanity. Yeah. You know, that mm -hmm. that's there, you know, we're not our masks, you know, and uh, exactly it, it's it's amazing. I'm a real person under here yes. and right. you know nothing wrong with greeting people. You know, it's so funny to me because um occasionally when I'm out and about I laugh because I always get a funny story. I get, and I put it in my comedy too. I get mistaken for Samuel L. Jackson a lot. Right. And right. people will come up to me. People come up to me, and 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 I I at first I I was irritated by it because I'm like you know God damn I'm an actor too, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> And now I just kind of laugh about it, and you know my my wife thinks it's hilarious because you know we'll be out somewhere and people are turning and looking at me, and 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 I said nope they're not recognizing me for me. I bet you someone's gonna come up. Two things depends on where I am. Right. Most places in the world, it's Samuel Jackson, except when I'm in the United States and down in like the southern half of the United States, I get um, Emmett Smith. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. yes. yes. <laughs> I, could, I could totally see that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not him. And I've had people say, no, no, just can we just take a selfie? And I'm like, yeah, okay, but if you if that's what you want, <laughs> do, do the football stance, you know, just yeah. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I jokingly say I, I'll know that I've arrived when when someday I hear Emmett Smith on an interview or Samuel Jackson on an interview complain. I keep getting mistaken for that Charles Andrew Payne. Andrew Payne. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Let's let's get there. Let's do that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Charles, I can't believe it. It's like we've been almost an hour. Um uh, this has wow. like been such a tremendous joy to have you on here. Um we um we covered I think most of the things that we talked about before the show, but I know that there's probably like a billion things that we would love to talk about <laughs> with you. Yeah. But we'd love to have you back again. Uh, you know, we can go over. Actually, I like to talk about acting as the craft and maybe even break down a little bit and, you know, a master class for some of the, the, the viewers. Um, but we'd love to have you back again anytime. And no you know, good luck with the, the sh with the with the film coming out in two days. Uh, all the everything is down in the below. Anybody who's watching this on YouTube, all his uh, info is there. Um, yes. All his social media platforms are there as well. Um, follow Charles. Um, he's awesome. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pleasure. All right. Wow. Wow. Talk about, you know, just, oh. What a great conversation that was. I mean, I know. And, you know, I, I, I again, it always happens. I, I look up and we got gone, we're at almost an hour. Yeah, because like, you, man, we, we get so deep hour. into this. Right. And then you realize, holy cow, it's like flew by. Like, I man, could do what another a, hour, man. Yeah, but we definitely we have to have him back. And, and like you said, really get into the acting and, and, like I would, I would love to watch you guys talk about acting because I mean, I mean, you're, you're an actor. He's an actor. I would love to really dive into the weeds. On I that. would love to do that. I would love to. And uh, you know, we'll definitely invite him back, and uh, hopefully he'll make time for us again because this was awesome. So as always, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. We love you guys. You guys are so awesome, and we appreciate all the support. Um, we want to thank also um, uh, our companies, our, our sponsor. We want to thank. Uh, 
promotions people as well. That's uh, really been great working with with them and um, all of you just tuning in here. We really appreciate you, George. Thank you very much as always. Thank you, sir. We will see you all again next week, same time. 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, counterpartshow.com. Don't forget to download our new app, actually. You can watch it there, and it's pretty cool. So thank you, everybody. Take care. God bless. Talk to you soon. And as always, peace. Peace.